All right, clap sync, three, two, one. Guys, all I have to say is this week's episode, I'm going to just feel a whole lot better than I did last week because I have air conditioning again. And therefore, I will oh. not be just like sitting here suffering in silence as, mm. you know, huge, just <laughs> beads of sweat are dripping off my face being like, let's just talk about the messenger, guys. Let's just do it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, because you beat the messenger or something like that, like the pressure is no longer there to like perform. My hands do get very sweaty playing the messenger to the point where like, in particular chase sequences, my thumb would like slip off of the toggle and... I would just be like, well, that's a fail. Time to restart the chase sequence. We'll get to it when the time mm -hmm. comes. Mm -hmm. That chase sequence is chasing us. Um, <laughs> so, okay, on that topic, though, not on the chase sequence talk, but I'm just curious. Uh, obviously, an open question for all of us, but something that we were all silently rooting for was, so did you beat this game? I did. There you go. Nice. I was uber successful. In fact, I'm going to flex on y'all when the time comes <laughs> <laughs> i see this this has put me on a pedestal and uh never put anyone on it's, a pedestal it, it's gonna be hard to knock me down maybe i'll play picnic panic and then i'll be knocked down a couple pegs i'll be like okay I suck. No. <laughs> never mind we'll, we'll just get back to valorant which takes everyone off the pedestal and destroys exactly them, so don't worry. <laughs> it's always there for you don't worry that's what it's there for uh, mm -hmm. i actually said yeah, that in, in i was successful vocal. Yeah, and actually good. finishing this game it it was looking dire there for a bit i think at one point i messaged i messaged Raphael because i told him i was about this close i'm holding my fingers like close together i was about this close to messaging him to have him watch me for moral support because there's a particular section of this game that uh put me in some uh foul moods <laughs> where i was which, just like which part which part is it the it chase was sequence the, again? It, it was the yeah. chase sequence. I can't do chase sequences worth my life. And the one so, at the end uh, in the sort of universe thing, right? That's what oh, I mean. yeah. mm -hmm. the big purple, uh, yeah. Yeah. like worm. the abomination. Yeah, the abomination is chasing you, and uh, it was it was a trip. And for a while there, I had to put the game down. I'm like, oh my god, what if I can't beat this game? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what do I got do? So close. <laughs> putting end did it really matter yeah mm -hmm. it's like so close to the end it is it's very close exactly so but yeah mccoy I mean, did you I, beat I this assume, game i was yeah, gonna say I think you guys beat this beat game i think everybody actually yeah. beat it right yeah I think so i don't yeah. know mccoy's really quiet did everybody get the um <laughs> no i did beat the, it. the weapon no oh no the, the upgrade, OP upgrade. No. yeah no no, no, just I was me like, then? Yeah, oh, did or you get it? Nice. Yeah, I got it. Mm -hmm. So just the two so, of us. So James, much like my completing every side quest in Cyberpunk, I need you to give us a full rundown of what it's like to get all 45 power seals. And is it worth um, it? <laughs> uh, is it worth it? I don't know. Like, like you get a weapon... That's definitely good at DPSing bosses, but you can only get it like after you've already beaten all the bosses that it would actually be good at DPSing. Mm -hmm. mm. And I don't think it's dramatically better at like killing normal enemies. Yeah, I think it's um, it's harder to use than the normal shuriken. 
and it doesn't yeah. travel all the way across the screen because uh, it will uh, boomerang back to you. And it's, I'd say its main advantage is that it's not actually dependent on the key charges. Uh, so yeah. it like regenerates its charges on its own. Yeah, but also it can deal damage multiple times if you're able to to chain it. So it's not just like a one one shot one damage situation. Yeah, if you like kite um, it around. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a new game plus item. Uh yeah. Actually. Yeah, probably. Okay. Cuz I did notice at the end of the playthrough that there is a new game plus component to this game. I didn't try I didn't end up trying to play it at all. Yeah, you can yeah, also use either. it in the the DLC Picnic Panic. Mm. Is I that what you were talking about when you either. said Picnic Panic? I thought this was like a random game I'd never heard of. No, no, no. It sounded oh, like some no, super no. shit that I could fucking not buy. No, it was the, it was the it was the DLC that Raphael mentioned last week of it being like if you thought that the messenger is a hardcore platformer, well Picnic Panic is actually the one that's like the hardcore platforming where it's perfect frames. Is that needing to Is that like the picnic perfect. episode of the anime of this game? Uh Is that like the point of it? No. All right. Well, you heard okay, it here good. first. That is not what that is about. Um, <laughs> no, but I did. I did want to actually get into this a little bit, you guys. Like, because now that we've beaten it, like, where do you, like, how do you think about this game in terms of difficulty for your own, your your personal self and your experience? Just because, like, you know, I don't know, man. I think you might be at the point where we might have to fucking replay Celeste or something. Because, like, was is it really as ridiculously hard as I remember? Maybe, but also we were really bad back then. That's a different story. It's been a long time. So, oh, I like, mean, I definitely want to go back and play Celeste. One, because I played Celeste on keyboard. That was travesty. kind of before I, f yeah, that's before oh, I discovered right. the magic of mm -hmm. controllers in platformers yeah. and realized yeah. that I play platformers better with a controller. First person shooters, I'm only mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. But platformers, I need to be on a controller. So I do want to replay Celeste this with is a the controller. Way. And yep, yeah. see. Yeah. So I mostly play platformers with controllers too. And I started out playing Celeste that way, but actually, well, I think I got through the main campaign that way, uh, but then it has like the B-sides and the C-sides, and those require really like precise techniques that I couldn't do on a controller reliably. Like there's one where hmm. like you, you skip off the ground, um, and it requires like holding directions at very particular times, and that was a lot easier. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we're not going to do those. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I recommend going and playing the A-sides of Celeste. Uh, I don't know. Only do the B-sides if you are actually enjoying it. I feel like if I were to go back to Celeste, it would be with exactly this pattern. Like, wow, like, I've gotten a lot better. Like, I wonder what it's like. I guess I'll go try this. I'll download Celeste. Oh, yeah, I remember this music and, like, this menu screen. This is really interesting. I would play probably less than a level and be like, Cool. So I am a lot better. Turn this off. <laughs> like, <laughs> never need to play this again. <laughs> that's just like my theory. Um, and I would say that, like, I think that's just generally my reaction to platformers, just personally. Um, and, you know, like, mm. I'm very thankful for the podcast in some ways for getting me through a lot more platformer than maybe I would have naturally. Um, but let's see, for me, yeah, because, like, if Celeste is super difficult and super precise, and then Unravel is, like, 
who knows what that thing is, then I feel like the messenger, at least to me, was not super hard. Like, I thought it was going to be harder maybe than it was, and I'm wondering if that's because I've gotten better or if it's because, you're like, you know what? I'm just curious because, like, you know, like, I feel like the bosses were hard, but then I figured them out, and, like, the rooms were mostly – I was mostly able to get through them, and then occasionally I would, like, struggle with one, but I would get through it. Like, I felt like progression in this game, or at least for me, was, like, mostly there all the time. Like, there was occasional stumbling points, but I was expecting to get hard stuck a lot. Did anyone get hard stuck a lot? I don't know, maybe so a little bit, but – Mostly not, guys, or what? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call, like, the chase sequence to necessarily be hard stuck as much as it's just honestly, like, knowing what you need to do, just needing to execute on it, and you know you're capable of it, you just need to do it and string a bunch of movements together or, like, remember what the path is. Um, and so I did get there eventually, for sure. But, like, I, I would say this this game has a fair difficulty. Like, it was challenging where it needed to be challenging, but it offer also offers you the tools needed to kind of breeze through this game at the same time. Like, I definitely felt like the levels were right where I needed to be at the point where I encountered them, or at the point where I played sure. through them, sure. um, as well as the bosses. Um, in fact, I actually found the second bosses to be a little bit easier than the first act bosses but that might also just be because at hmm. that point when i encountered them i was more in tune with my skill set and was able to better identify patterns and be able to figure out the cheese methods of how to get the boss like you know how to get through each phase of a boss's attacks um whereas like the first couple level bosses like it's embarrassing to say but like the first boss in this game took me forever because i forgot that there's a duck function mm -hmm. like you know your player can duck and so i'm like how do you how do you dodge his leaves well you just duck mm -hmm. <laughs> surprise but it mm -hmm. did take me like several attempts to realize that um yeah yeah is it fair to say this game is like it's like i don't know it's like if you t if it's like in the pantheon of hardcore platformers, it's a fun one or like a more leaning towards fun than hardcore one still in the hardcore genre, probably, but just sort of on the edge. Because it's like the second half of this game like was not necessarily like so much harder than the first. It wasn't trying to like crescendo in the hardest shit ever. It felt like it's just like, oh, no, this is supposed to be like a for fun platformer that hardcore people would play if that makes sense like oh there's I fun writing everywhere there's fun characters there's the rooms are fun you're flying through them some of them are hard but mostly you're progressing and great like it kind of it kind of felt like that to me which so think, yeah how many times did you would you say that you like died more than five times at a single challenge was it like a bunch of times was it like one or two times mm. um a single challenge, like to get between two checkpoints, for example. Any times. challenging situation? Probably. Would you say it was a bunch of times? Like 20 plus, I would say. Thinking of like spikes. Okay. In, I mean, into, I wasn't yeah. looking for a specific number. I was, okay, you know. Okay, 25. No, sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So I, I think that. Anytime 
that you die more than five times is a time when somebody who's not like used to working their way through challenging games Mm -hmm. would just drop it forever, you know? And so I think that that's like a reasonable way to define what is a hard game is like, if you die more than five times, yeah, it's, it's hard. And, um, it requires actual learning on your part in order to make it through. Like you're, you're somebody who's beaten the dark souls games, right? Yes. Which are notorious for being incredibly difficult and you die a lot, but then the people who've beaten it say, well, it's not actually that hard. You have to just learn how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that those, those two things are, are simultaneously true, but like the fact that you have to learn something new is a definition of difficulty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I like it. And I think that like now you have learned the language of platformers, like the physical language. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know if that's the right term for this, but basically. But like the new sentences or something are easier now. Is that sort of what you're yeah. trying to get at? And and you've you've developed resilience within the genre to to stick at it and not be like, well, I'm just not good at these games. So I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that plays into this feeling that this is not a hard game. Mm. Um, I would say that this is definitely a challenging platformer game. Um, but also I'm the kind of person that in this kind of game, I will, uh, you know, do my best to get all the challenge rooms. (laughs) Um, and, and some of those challenge rooms are extremely challenging. And so that did kind of taint my perception of the whole game in terms of challenge. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's back and forth, but I think that um this game is definitely designed to have that challenge to it and and have the the option optim optional wow, can't speak <laughs> the optional uh very high challenge. Um mm-hmm. but I also think that um, just the way that the mechanics are built, the the basic movement mechanics are challenging. They're a bit rigid. I don't think aren't that they? that is. They're very rigid. Um, but like, cloud step is not an easy mechanic to master. Um, I think that the the idea of like jump and then attack something specific in midair and then jump again and then attack again and then jump again. Like that's, it's a sequence which is not easy until you've gotten used to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, in fact, I don't think I really even, I would say mastered that even by the end of the game one because like the rope dart 
kind of replaced my cloud stepping ability in a way in terms of how I maneuvered about the level. Uh, but there was definitely some challenge rooms where it was like you could only cloud step up to a green coin and I'd take one look at the room and I'd be like, meh, no thank you. <laughs> and I'd like walk away because I'm just like, not in my wheelhouse. We're not going to try it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. The cloud step, so, I feel like, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh go ahead. Actually, first, I'll... Uh, okay. I was just saying the cloud step was the first thing that I saw in a speedrun of this game, and I was like, holy shit, these guys are flying. Like, they are just out of control. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'll never fucking do that. And actually, like, honestly, like, I basically practiced it the whole game. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. The hitboxes are pretty forgiving, and you can glide and stuff. Um... But yeah, yeah. The grappling hook definitely does replace it a lot. It's way safer, I feel like, to do it. Like, way safer. Um, mm -hmm. Same with the glide. The glide uh, cloud jump is much easier. Like, if you're just holding right. glide and you just sort of, like, bounce on top of things and you never leave the glide, like, it just slows everything down. Like, you don't really fall very fast, so that, that also helps too, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, what were we going to say, Raphael? Sorry. I was just going to say, like... As what is apparently the resident platforming expert, mm -hmm. um, I didn't really realize I was this until I talked to you guys about some other platforms that we played. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the messenger is probably somewhere in the middle of platformer difficulties. Um, it's it's not it's not like punishingly difficult in the way that like I don't know Super Meat Boy or uh, I Want to Be the Guy are like where it's like. You yeah. will be trying a room until you get it perfectly exactly right, and then you will like breathe a sigh of relief, and this wave will come over your body. Like there aren't really rooms in the messenger that are like that, except yeah. I think there's one achievement, uh, <laughs> Star Messenger, that kind of gave me that sense, mm. um, and that that's part of the picnic panic. Mm. Um, but in terms of actually just like completing the main course of the game, it's very reasonable to the player. I mean, obviously, if you don't have experience with platformers, you don't, you aren't comfortable with the controls. Like, there's definitely things you need to learn and get some sense of. But, um, I would say like in comparison, like Ori in the Blind Forest is an easy platformer. Oh fuck, that was not my experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I, hear you. I think james described um, it as like a gateway into more difficult pla platformers isn't that what you said james yeah i think that i think that ori in the blind fory fory wow ori in the blind fory <laughs> reasonable uh, nailed it nailed it ori in the blind forest is um like an easy difficult platformer mm -hmm. um it's a it's it's got a whole lot of story and beautiful art and great music. Um, <clears throat> and I would say fun mechanics that get you into it and make you want to keep going um, and work your way through the challenges. Um, but it's not like challenging on the level of some other things. Yeah. Maybe this is a medium hard platformer or something like that. that yeah, that's that's what Raphael. Yeah, it's yeah. somewhere say. in the middle. I think, I think that that's totally reasonable. I think, um, I think that a lot of the places that I got 
really stuck and frustrated were the uh <laughs> the green coin rooms that does not surprise yeah. me um, at all i i guess i might like also the be one where you have to I... cloud step up the up the the fire uh blasts yep that was the oh, room yeah. that i like took whole... oh i think yeah, i did that, that was hard no, thank you <laughs> oh yeah you did that one did you do that one i just casually did that one. i didn't do most of the green cart rooms but yeah i was just like fuck it i can cloud step i'm i'm a baller and then i was just sort of like you just did that i think i just did it job. with the i don't think nice you job, even glided man. for that right i don't know but i think the thing yeah, is yeah gliding like, is actually disastrous for that one. Oh, unfortunately no, gliding is really easy for that one no it's not Apparently, we have extremely different experiences of this. <laughs> yeah. We, dude, are we well, even talking about the same room? Who knows? <laughs> so I would say my oh, right, experience with yeah. the the challenging rooms in this game was that I was butting heads with the controls more than mm-hmm. with the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my personal experience. I really, really hated the fact that your jump changes um the direction that that your sword goes like half the time um and it it changes the direction that your sword goes um like in the heat of of like falling down i found it very difficult to keep track of whether i had an extra jump or not um and so i would be falling and trying to hit like a moving projectile yeah, and um, just miss it because I started gliding. Oh, instead of jumping? Um, yeah. Instead of jumping? Yeah. So and then, would you say that and, the difficulty or I would, was like having the jump and glide button be the same? Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. In I a guess lot the, of cases. the glide could have um, been a fucking trigger or something just like water running is it could have been yeah it could have been a different button very easily and i think that it would have um totally changed my experience of that that's interesting but i would i would get mad at it constantly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah when i would just like instead of doing a double jump just like glide slowly down into a pit and be like (laughs) god fucking damn it again so I guess that's yeah. something I, I noticed as like a gotcha, uh, but I feel like I pretty quickly figured out how to play with it. And I guess that my, my learning just simplified that problem away from one that I notice anymore. So like gliding to jump up the fireball uh, power seal room was really straightforward to me. Like I know that I need to press A and then hold A. I never found that that um, that got me enough air to actually get to the next fireball. Um, that is the the way to get the most air in in any cloud jump scenario. Because if you glide slash you bounce and then you can jump, you get the full jump height and then you can glide again. And oh yeah, sure. None of the other things um, bounce you. Well, grapple oh okay, kind of, but got you it. Can't do that so you would do you would do a jump into glide into hit the fireball into jump into glide yeah oh okay i think that's what i ended up doing (laughs) but it took me a long time to figure that out in that scenario um because i i hadn't used that precise um 
like sequence before i hadn't needed to hmm. yeah man james honestly this is what like i think a large part of my personal experience was that i spent a lot of this time having Raphael watch me play and just sort of like talk about different possible sequences and whatever else and i think that I think I really shouldn't, it's hard for me to tease it that part, but I really shouldn't understate how much that helped because like, if I was neglecting something like, wow, you're really just not using the grappling. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, that fucking thing. Okay, I'll try that. Oh, I'm flying. This is interesting. Like, that, but like that could have been a very painful thing for me to learn. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I definitely misunderstood how the grappling hook works for a while. Like the pass through um, lanterns, was that obvious to you at first? You know what I mean by that, where you can like go through them and get this little twirl? That was not fully obvious, but what was more confusing to me was that the grappling hook cooldown resets if you hit something. Oh. And it doesn't, like it takes longer to get another grappling hook, it felt, if you didn't hit anything. Yeah. And so I thought yeah. that so when i is, grappling hook, there was like a a level a, a room where there were three lanterns in a row right above the lava or whatever and um and then there was like a a ceiling right above those and the easy way to do it is to just grappling hook grappling hook grappling hook yeah but i thought that if i did that i would actually fall into the lava because I thought that the cooldown of the grappling hook was longer um, and that I wouldn't get a jump in between because I didn't understand it that well at that point. Yeah. So that so took me a while. It doesn't sense. have a cooldown exactly. It has a pulling back animation and you cannot recast right. it in the pulling back animation. And if you hit something, then you just like zoom to something and then you, you can use it yeah. immediately afterwards because you've pulled it back in that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. It's funny, you guys. Like, this is that, us. That would explain the interaction. Yeah. This is just us, like, just lost in the details. of. But this is, like, you know, this is what this experience of this game is a lot of time. Or, and maybe even this genre is. It's, like, thinking about the sequences. It's thinking about how to approach, you know, each room and what tools you can use. And there are definitely, like, I think with this game, it it allows a lot of different ways to get through places. Like, for instance, you could be cloud jumping or you could be grappling hook grappling hooking you know or you could be you know and there's like so there's because there's like a, a couple different techniques and stuff like that i feel like there really is a value of trying to figure out like what is the best way to approach it both for your skill set but also what it's asking for and so i, I think this is just a lot of the work <laughs> that it takes to to play a game like this if we're willing to step yeah. away from difficulty i actually wanted to bring up something interesting that i was thinking about which is just that you know we played this game in two weeks, right? For one, because it's longer and we wanted to get to the end of it. And, you know, all hell would break loose if we took a guest and halved their game and just, like, walked away. <laughs> like, yeah, your game's all right, but we just played half of it. It's fine. Um, but the other well, thing I is Well, I mean, that... the fake ending was better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but the thing is, this is actually almost... That's an achievement in the game, by the way. Yeah. It's an achievement when you like finally beat the game and then it like does a second little sequence and then it's like, okay, now you actually beat it. And the second sequence is corny, maybe. 
you know <laughs> something along those lines like this whole fucking game is um by the way but but we ended up splitting it in two pieces also because you guys it's like an entirely different style of platformer like on the second half because all of a sudden it's like practically open world warp around uh like changing time like it's it feels like a totally different game this second half in fact there's way less bosses like there aren't really that many there's only like three or something like there's like way less of the old formula the old formula which is like you get a level you've got to progress through it then there's a boss it, it totally is is done away with in in favor of this sort of like riddle based puzzle solving uh exploratory thing so i'm just curious like what do people think about that that switch here uh, at least for me i i was like wow like i I like, maybe I like this better. I don't know. Like, this is just, it's just interesting. It felt super, well, first of all, I was like, this is hilarious because this is where the completionist in me is going to want to go crazy and I'm going to have to put that person down. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you get a map, which they joke about. It's just hilarious. And then like, then they, like, then all of a sudden with this map, you're like, you can see whether there is an up or a down to this room. And like, it just, it, it really opens up. What, what, what do you guys think about this right shit? yeah like like we said last week like it turns from a standard platforming game with levels and environments to more of a metroidvania where you get to revisit the worlds and lands and levels you were in before but kind of do it on a more exploratory completionist level uh completionist if you're james i guess getting right. all the power seals uh, but also, like, a lot of it, um, you know, the, the second act of the game starts where you need to collect all of these music notes for a music box. And these notes are scattered about the world. So some of them are in completely new worlds that you have to discover through finding hidden rooms in places you've already traversed. Or other music notes are done through the other mechanic of the game, this method of time travel. Uh, which is now um, we were we touched slightly last week also on this change from 8-bit to 16-bit and that is the game's mechanic for your messenger time traveling 500 years into the future or 500 years back uh, or I mean whatever however you want sure. to pose it I guess um, sure and so it's uh I honestly thought it was really cool, just all of these little time-traveling portals that you could find in places you've already traversed and being like, ah, let me let me activate the 16-bit version of this land and see what it looks like and see, you know, what places open up and whatnot. And, um, yeah, like, boulders that would originally, in the 8-bit version, block a certain pathway if you go into the 16-bit version, suddenly that's an open passageway or a collapsible thing that you can hit and take out of the way. Um, and I just thought that concept alone was just really cool. This whole idea of time traveling and planting seeds and being like, this seed makes, takes 500 years to grow. And you're like, that's convenient. Yeah, everything. 16-bit we go. <laughs> everything is exactly 500 years. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, this game is ridiculous. I mean, it's it's it, it's it's hilarious. Like I, I like I thought it was so funny. Like going into the sixteen um, bit version and you know trying to 
uh, going back into the colas and susses, susses, susses. Why not? I don't know how to pronounce susses. I guess because like colossuses. Yeah, Ah, oh, I get shit. it now. There we go. So Collis and Sus, whatever. Collis and Susses. I'll call them that. But like you go back in there in the 16-bit version and they're just skeletons sitting there because <laughs> after your boss battle, they say, ah, we're going to sit here and wait for this flower to grow. And you go 500 years in the future. The flower has grown, but Collis and Susses are now skeletons. And so you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But I was uh, describing that exact section to fucking uh to Elena, who once again did not cry and will not be here. Um but <laughs> but I was like, yeah, like this game is just like it's like cutesy. It's you know, whatever. Like there there's a point where these two people just like they sit there and they they starve to death and it's cute somehow. And she was just like, That doesn't sound fucking cute. And I'm like, It's fucking cute, trust me. It's almost too cute for me for my taste. <laughs> so yeah, fair. Yeah, and like, I just also like that that concept of how you know the the eight bit version is the land with the curse, and then five hundred years into the future is kind of when the curse is lifted in a way. Um, so that was also very apparent in the uh, the river. Oh, Riviera God, turquoise. The, yeah, Riviera turquoise, where the eight bit version is just this dark black and white kind of sinister setting and the water is toxic and then you go into the 16-bit version it's just this lush purple and green landscape with more of a tropical soundtrack it seems so uh yeah i I just i thought that was such a cool play on the time traveling thing um and it, it just really kind of added more to that further to to the metroidvania part because where like I remember with Ori, it's like with the Metroidvania part of Ori, it's like you're you're going through and all of the world is the same as you've always seen it before. You've just maybe gained an ability to get to places you couldn't reach before. And this game kind of adds the additional layer of not only having an additional ability to maybe get to places that were originally hard to reach, but also this time traveling mechanic of, ah, this is what this land looks like 500 years into the future this is what this land looks like not um yeah and i don't know it was a, a really really cool innovative layer yeah. i thought and of course it does the thing yeah that... and also you got yeah it. go you got it you got it bro oh okay um so the whole like moving 500 years in the future is also 8-bit to 16-bit yeah. in the graphics and the um like sound um, along with that, <clears throat> the, um, the tech upgrade is also the gameplay, um, in terms of, uh, becoming open world, uh, as opposed to level based, um, because yeah. originally levels were a technological, um, constraint, um, uh, because you could only load so much of the game into memory at one time. And so that was one level. And then you would unload that from memory and load the new level into memory. Um, and it actually and makes a that. nod towards that with like, it has little loading screens in between the levels in the level-based right. part. And then it basically just doesn't even have them in the Metroidvania. Yeah. Those loading screens being like, um, da, 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 and you like jump across a, ca- a chasm yeah. or some shit. <laughs> like, right. You, you like jump across 
<laughs> one hole yeah. and it's like now it's loaded except for the one where you fall into the hole <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and and also um, of course so it I does it in the cool. way that uh i guess so i was referencing last week in terms of like when you go underwater it like mutes the effect of the audio so it does that same audio visual trick as you're in the middle mm-hmm. of the puzzle solving so it's not just that they did this like crazy graphical change they now are going back and forth and back and forth all with doing the same like layout of everything for the most part and same music and so it's just this really kind of wild experience well it's actually not it's not as simple as the the underwater thing um they the composer for the game composed two versions of each song because you actually have to kind of compose them differently uh in 8-bit and 16-bit mm-hmm. I mean, the same with the art. Uh, but it does do it in this incredibly seamless way. Like, you hit that portal and it, like... Uh, it does, like... What is it? Like, letterboxing, where it, like, explodes outwards towards the edge of the screen and it, like, fades into the other track and stuff. It does it in this really seamless way that, I don't know, I just found really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the seamless nature yeah. to it that goes crazy. But, yeah. And, like, it's... It has this ridiculously consistent or like, not consistent, but maybe like this game has two games in it all over the fucking place. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like two graphical styles, two audio mm-hmm. styles, two level design styles. Like it's 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 really wild. Um, and I feel like this is such a good example of a game that I feel like you would sit there and be like, I feel like I got it after the first half. And it's like yes and no, but it has some stuff to play with, and it has some like way, interesting ways to change the, the rest of the levels, to, so that when you go through them again, like they'll be different, and you can like you'll care about that. Plus, you get the added benefit of, you just fly through these fucking levels, and sometimes backwards and forwards, and you just don't give a fuck. Like you know, what I mean, you're just like flying around doing all sorts of crazy shit, and I think that, really does. So like when I was originally watching, Raphael play the original levels he was just like flying through them sort of like he showed us today before the podcast and i thought it was fucking insane but i realize now that after having played the second half when you're more familiar and you're flying around just back and forth just trying to look for shit you're like, oh up this mountain wait, 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 wait should i go back down the mountain again oh okay i should go down the mountain again wait no i'm gonna go back up and like once you kind of do that enough times then i feel like if you started this game over a second time you would just breeze through it but because it has that like level based mm-hmm. checkpoint based thing and because it was like new i was like very much more s- slower and like perhaps more methodical and more like okay i really gotta nail this but like you kind of lose that i at least i did on in the second half and you kind of get into a little more like i have a bunch of health like i'm just i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna go through this and i think that like that permanently like affects your play style and and how much you like care and how much you're willing to just like soar through everything so there's definitely a lot of soaring through everything that I feel like happened in the second half that I was like, oh, yeah, I could have been doing this before, but it's just like I couldn't really conceive of it. And now it's just it's just what you do. Just what. Just yeah, what I mean, it's 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 all about the reps, right? The the reps and the familiarity with the room. Like I noticed a distinct difference in my play style playing in front of James and Raphael this past weekend and then getting to like Phantom's level which is like the very final mm-hmm. level of the game where it's more, it's it's all new. And therefore it's just different things that I need to be aware of and watch out for. Like I definitely died a lot more in the rooms leading up to the phantom boss 
then maybe I had the entire, like, act two almost, like, throughout sure. the levels. Like, yeah, and it's all mm -hmm. just due to the familiarity and the reps and knowing that, like, ah, like, I get into this room and this blue demon is going to shoot a projectile at me, so I know I need a cloud step. You know, like, mm -hmm. you, you kind of just start getting this muscle memory. Um, and, and, yeah, it just... The second half just felt really good for me because of that because of the reps and because of like the familiarity with everything even transitioning from 8-bit to 16-bit like I still f had that confidence to fly through the levels because it all seemed all that more familiar to me um yeah yeah I don't know where I was going with well that, did you notice like this <laughs> effect I'm just curious if you noticed this effect like where it's like when you take things slowly and methodically, then you get off cycle, but you do get to control it. So it's like you see things moving past and you're trying to see like, where do they repeat? Where's this, you know what I mean? Like, where's the start of it or where's the part that I need to be in? But then when you run into these rooms a bunch of times, you're like, you're kind of, and you're with, and you give less a fuck about them, basically. It's like, you're kind of just on the first cycle or maybe like you can do one cycle later. So you just like see a projectile and you're like, I'm gonna jump on that. And they're like, wow, that was easy. All I need to do is jump and hit it. Whereas before you're like, okay, the projectile flew over my head. So now you're like, okay, maybe it's so like, what? you know, and you're like trying to like, yeah, it simplifies <laughs> all the calculations in a way. Yeah. The, uh, mm. Actually, that, that's a, that's a good segue into just uh, this game. It's not necessarily punishing towards hesitation, but it's definitely like, I feel like equal parts rewarding in having both a hesitating play style, but also sometimes just a full out YOLO style of like, yeah. this room is designed for you to hard push the, you know, hard push the toggle to the right and just never let go of it. Yep. Because, you know, if you pause in a, the slightest bit, this frame of this projectile will get you. Um, there was a particular gold, uh, gold, uh, green seal room. It was at, Raphael, Raphael was watching me, I think, but it's like this, you're underwater and there's these, uh, panels coming down from the ceiling, but they're coming down really fast. And there's like 10 of them you have to go through and they're all just kind of going boom, 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 like in front of your face. And I just looked and I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get through this? And Raphael's just like. Just press yourself up against it, and then as soon as it goes up, just mash square. And I did it, and, like, sure enough, you just fly on through that section. But, like, yeah. on first thought, like, you look at it, and you're like, there's no way I can time this correctly, ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, in those cases, yeah, just having that, like, full-out YOLO style is how they want you to play certain parts. But then also I feel like this game has a lot of gotcha moments, where the hesitation also rewards in a way where it's like sometimes I've noticed a couple times they'll tease you with a checkpoint up ahead, but they'll have some enemy projectile or an enemy spawn behind you or something fly across the screen behind you. Like definitely targeted towards those people who have just one health left running for the checkpoint to get that kind of gotcha moment of aha, you, you weren't paying attention. You were just paying attention to the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. And, like, dude, there's a bunch of – this is why I say it's, like, it's a hardcore platformer slanted in towards the fun side of it or whatever. Like, there's a bunch of rooms where it's, like, you know, think about the, the like, whatever. I don't even know what they're called. There's, like – they're 
<laughs> stalagmites, stalactites, I don't know. Um, but just like things that rocks that fall from the fucking ceiling. Uh, and like, there's a couple of those that no matter how many of those there are, you just like run across and it's fine. And they'll all just like land exactly as far behind you as they did before. Or like there's a section where there's these like spikes of energy that are like coming out of the floor. And in fact, we saw that earlier today. And like you basically just like run at its pace and it's totally fine. And so there's a lot of that going on and they could have very easily desynced one or two of those to make it really hard. And then you have to like reset yourself. You have to jump in the air. You might have to float and reset your cycle or you might have to whatever, but they don't really do that. They don't really decide to add the one uh, laser that is off cycle. They don't decide to add the one enemy shooting rhythmically just in a different rhythm to fuck you over like as much. Maybe there's like some flying creatures that come in there. Um, but like for the most part, they're like, here, have have the badass run through this, you know, like have that. Um, and that will in fact be way easier. And so it's interesting because you can see ourselves like putting extra difficulty on by being cautious of course right it also does reward at times but like if you were to imagine some of those sequences where you ran through all of them like imagine if instead you ran past then paused in the opening let it fall went die the next it's like that there would be a way it'd be way easier to screw that up um and you'd be like god this is hard but actually it's like no and so it's just it's just interesting i think a lot of beginners and novices do in some ways make things harder for themselves and it's just it's just a part of it, right? Like it's just a part of it, but it's just it's interesting because I look at that and I'm like, man, this room would have been so much harder if I had not just went on pure instinct and just flew across it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I think that that's like something that you just have to learn about um, platformers in general, and especially this kind of platformer, uh, which is that just just going is usually the easiest way to do it um and it tends to be that like you should try that the first time in all cases and then only when you're punished for that to do something else <laughs> um yeah. i would say like with the precise physics -y platformers like this uh that's something that's possible for them to design and they can either design right. around it or they can design directly to interfere with it right. uh, in some cases but usually it's yeah. designed around it uh, and it's less present in the more loose physics-y ones like Ori yeah and in fact you know it's really interesting about this is like when I compare this to 3D action games that have actually a lot uh, of lineage with platformers even if the puzzle you're trying to solve is a button execution, you know, combo to jump up the side of something, you know, in a certain timed pattern, like that stuff is actually, you know, it has a lot of similarities with something like trying to find an opening in a boss and then trying to figure out the combo that you can do to, and then the roll timing to get out or whatever. And like how you can rinse repeat that. Um, what's interesting is in the 3d games, there's this element of maybe it's eye test or something there's this like almost gut level feeling where you're like, because it's not exact in the same way that these 2D platformers are. And of course there's this gut sense to them, 2D platformers, but of course a lot of them is like, if you just hit this perfectly, you hit it perfectly. Like if you hit your timing window and you do exactly the right amount of damage you're supposed to do, then you're totally fine. And in 3D like action games, sometimes you roll a little bit further than you expected. And so you're a little bit further away 
And so the, the or you didn't get the angle quite right, maybe. Yeah. And so then there's this element of you have to read it and understand. Like I'm supposed to in the ideal world get two hits in this combo before I leave, but this one I'm only gonna get one, and maybe this next one I might get zero. And so it's just like it's just interesting because like here I feel like with the sort of more exactness of this 2D game, you can kind of get in the flow of the sort of exactness of the windows and exactness of the combos and exactness of the cycles. And it's just interesting because I'm also playing a 3D action game and thinking about my other 3D action games. And it's like, there's a little bit less preciseness with that. And it, on top of that, you to counter that, you have to have a bit of gut read in the moment. Like, do I get the full DPS here? So it's just it's just interesting as a comparison point um, because I feel like, like, Okay, actually, I will. I will like launch this. So one of the things I'm playing on the side, but I don't need to go into the crazy detail of it, is is this game called Ninja Gaiden, the 3D version on the original Xbox. But it's actually, don't worry, it's not that one. It's not the second one that they came out that was a remaster of the first one. It's not the third the third one that came out that's a remaster of the first one. Also, uh, anyways, no, actually, it's it's nonsense. If you actually look at the lineage of those games, it's nonsense. But the point is that why I am bringing this up is because it reminds me a lot of this game because this game is actually in some ways referencing to the 2D Ninja Gaiden games of back in the day, which I never played. But if you look, you'll see the ninja looks just like this and they have a lot of platforming and uh, ninja abilities like wall run and wall jump uh, and stuff like this. And I think there's like, it's kind of amazing to think of, of Ninja Gaiden specifically on 2D and on 3D as both being these like games that, that are so important to the history of both of those styles of combat and styles of like traversal like ninja gaiden was very important in the 2d side of things and this game is referencing it in a love letter to it in many ways but also i'm replaying the 3d version and that game is in many ways really important for the 3d action like combat space and in fact many games today are a love letter to it like things like neo and actually maybe dark souls and so it's just it's just so interesting to think like that like somehow these games are all like connected even though there's like so much less combat in the same way like the 3D game is so combat focused and so combo focused and there's no combos here at all and yet there's such a spiritual connection between these games and their difficulty and their doing ninja shit like just doing ninja shit I feel like has left its it's Mark on gaming because <laughs> of how badass it is. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I couldn't help but play this game and be thinking of how it has influenced so many other games and like, or it's being, or it's referencing the things that has influenced so many other games. So anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's been, it's been uh, encapsulating me over the past Cloud Step was originally invented by John Gaiden. Right, exactly. Exactly. Which is reference to Ninja Gaiden uh, or Gaiden. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I will say that's really interesting is that there is some some real struggle with with being a ninja in 3D. Think about this though. They gotta put walls for you to run on. And in 2D, those walls don't have to bother you. But in 3D they fuck with the camera. It's an interesting aspect there that I think has not ever been fully solved. Um so in some ways they could never fully translate the ninja gaiden badassness to 3d because the camera was something to to fight against but anyways back to this game um 
I feel like it might be time for people to talk about this chase sequence that they've referenced earlier. Uh, how do you feel about this? How did it go down? <laughs> I, I think I've just come to the conclusion that I, I, I would just think the like the bane of like video game genre, maybe not even a genre, just a video game concept that I will forever just loathe no matter what, would be the platformer chase sequence. <laughs> like, if put me in a chase sequence, I'm already on edge. Put me on a chase sequence in a platformer, oh, mm. it's bad news. Um, You're pulling up a YouTube like playthrough. You're like, I could just, you know, there's not that much more I need to see in this game, right? <laughs> I, I think, in particular, this chase sequence is when you are faced with this thing called the Abomination, which is just this, like, huge ugly mass that a wall is... of flesh and teeth and eyes Disgusting. yeah and it's it basically takes up like the whole right side of your screen and all you have to do is just run left and try to get away from it while also jumping grappling cloud stepping whatever like there's there's a few obstacles in your way i guess of escaping the abomination um and I think in particular with this chase sequence, the thing that bothered me was that, like, the abomination had a catch-up mechanic to it, where it's like, no matter how much I grappled and tried to gain distance, like, the game clearly was just like, no, the abomination's gonna be this far behind you, yeah. and you have to deal with it. And I'd be like, no, mm -hmm. but I I executed those moves perfectly. I should have a full mile on it by now. <laughs> um, and so, like, obviously, they, they want to put you at a distance where even just, like, I wouldn't say one failure. It's maybe, like, one and a half failures. Yeah, it might be uh, one. one and a half it might be one, though. It's tight at times, for sure. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's like you you can have a moment of hesitation, but you can't really get stuck on something. Yeah, if you get stuck on a wall, mm -hmm. if you're grappling on yeah. a wall, which they joke about, like, I didn't really mean to stick onto this wall, but now I'm here. You're fucking dead. Right. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, yeah, there, there would just be a lot of things where I'd, like, go to uh, rope dart through uh, a lantern or something, and then my claws would stick onto the opposite wall, and I'd be like, well, shit. Yeah. Well, we're done. <laughs> GG. Um, mm -hmm. and so, like, it, it was a very fine-tuned chase sequence that, for me, just took a lot of reps. I think I probably died upwards of... I never gave a final tally. I, I don't keep count with my death counts at all, except for Dark Souls. Uh, but, like, that one, I want to say that I died upwards of, like, 30 times. I swear. Mm -hmm. Like, it was oh. excruciating excruciating at times mm -hmm. and like i said to the point where i nearly texted Raphael, just being like please watch me i need moral support because i don't think i can make it through this game mm -hmm. <laughs> like what so but, what i mean what succeeded i because for me at least what kind of changed is i realized that i was panicking and spamming and i slowed it down which sounds ridiculous because it's so close to you but it was just like i can't miss this grappling hook if i miss this grappling hook it's over so i'm going to make sure I hit it and like I can't miss this jump so I'm gonna have to just like take the extra step at like and the extra like you know step of processing that I could make the jump like with my mind like, like did you just get lucky yeah. to beat yeah, it or I what mean, happened 
it, it's it's that but also like with with every rep you need to internalize what movements work and which movements don't work because like i said before the, the game gives you a lot of ways to go about getting over certain obstacles you can cloud step you can rope dart you can sometimes simply jump mm -hmm. so for me it was always like uh, I should rope dart through this thing and there will be this enemy here. If I jump over this enemy, I'm going to hit the opposite wall and, you know, my claws are going to stick to it. So what I need to do is I need to grapple through the enemy so that I will be able to have the movement to jump up to this lantern to then cloud step. You know, like mm -hmm. it's all just internalizing like a specific set of moves that eventually will culminate into just one quote-unquote flawless like run <laughs> where it's like ah like now i know the button presses i need to do i just now need now need to execute them in the right moment you know to be able to get through this um and that just takes reps and a lot of frustration and a lot of yelling <laughs> in fact like i didn't think i was being too loud but later that night like i was just brushing my teeth and brandon goes in he's like how'd your game go i'm like it was great i finished the messenger and he's like did you like it and i was like it was fun he was like really because i heard a lot of swearing upstairs ah <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> oh, yes that was a specific part called the abomination i fucking hated that part of the game <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the process i mean i don't know like like sometimes swearing is the process like <laughs> like dude what i will say is that like it's I didn't know I was thankful for this, but at least this game kills you quickly. Because what I will say yes. is, like, like I said, I've been playing fucking the 3D Ninja Gaiden, and once, and there's this thing called the Talisman of Rebirth, which is like, it's you die, and then it put brings you back to life, but it gets used up. And so if you're just like walking down a hallway and someone hits you and kills you, you're not gonna, you can't continue like that. You can't just burn your Talisman of Rebirth on the third standard enemy that walked down a hallway. So you just have to let yourself <laughs> die. And it is the most, like, it is the most humbling experience of my life to just be like, I must accept my death now. And then have to wait, like, 30 more <laughs> seconds for these people to just pummel me to death. Like, at, thankfully, at least <laughs> yeah. this game kills you and resets. Like, that's all I can say. Right. I didn't realize that was something I'd be thankful for, but I am thankful for that. <laughs> and I, I think I was trying to explain this to McCoy in his first few attempts at escaping the abomination. But, I mean, it's kind of set up in this way to have a little bit of give on both ends so like yeah if you get ahead it will catch up but there's periodic points where you can grapple to get ahead relative to where you were so like it's okay to fall behind a little as long as that means you are still progressing and then you just need to hold on until you get to the next grapple point yeah. uh, and then you get ahead again but you don't want to like burn all of your grapple, I guess, uh, and still be panicking to get away. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yes. But it didn't really occur to me until watching you struggled that way that that was something that you needed to figure out. I don't know if that's something like I've picked up from chase sequences in other games or or what, but um, I don't think I was thinking about that when I played so it. So another interesting example of that is actually a pr the previous chase sequences in this game, like the ones with Manfred um, before he's your <laughs> friend and before you fly on him into the sky. Um, there are a number of those sequences where you can actually get quite far ahead with the grapple as well. 
And it actually becomes problematic because then you can't see anything because you're too far ahead of the screen. Like you're like... You're literally at the edge of the screen and then suddenly there's a pit and you didn't know how to deal with it because you didn't see the lantern that was over the pit just yeah, beyond the screen. Exactly. And so like you can actually screw yourself by doing too well um, there. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's interesting is you can actually like compensate for that. If you believe that you are too far ahead, you can like stop for a second and let the screen scroll for just a second. And it is such a backwards fucking feeling in that section where you're just like you're redlining your fucking thumbstick left or right over the fuck you know like you break that thing in half if you could like straight over the side but like then you're just like stop what but like there's something about the mechanics of the actual scrolling and the way the game works that that you like want to treat it a little bit differently and you kind of want to like grapple with them a little bit which is so weird it's a weird weird thing um because like in your soul it's like run run as fast as you can and yet like that doesn't always really work like there's actually something in the middle there that's like more about better execution than it is about necessarily exactly being fast even though it is of course fast so it's weird stuff yeah those chase sequences are fucking weird man like they're just they just they just I, are i don't know i had a very different experience i think hmm. i think i like achieved the most flow state of almost any time in this game during mm. those chase sequences. Damn. Um, Respect. Like, I just, I, I felt that everything was set up to succeed in those sequences in a way that worked for my brain. Um, and like, I, I didn't have to struggle with the controls. I don't know. Mm. I thought... I thought that they were very well done, actually. That's um, so badass. I love that, like, there's just, like, I wish I could have seen this. Just, like, just, just some weird fucking flow state that you just hit and you just, like, lean back in your chair and just, like, fucking zen through those sequences. Because those <laughs> fucked my yeah, shit Yeah, I mean, up, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I was like, well, I know that this has to be doable. So, it, so like, they set it up to be doable, you know? Yeah. It's like it it wasn't also a maze. Um mm -hmm. and so like I just I just went left and I, it it worked out. Like I didn't one shot it or anything. I definitely, you know, died a few times, but um I I think that not panicking helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, Raphael talked about that adrenaline moment, and I think, like, definitely that's kind of what I was feeling towards the end of a chase, like, towards the tail ends of that chase sequence, where I'm just like, I'm so close, I'm so close, and I can feel my heart pounding all of a sudden, I can feel my palms sweating, and I'm like, oh my god, please don't let go of the toggle, like, mm -hmm. please, mm -hmm. we're almost there, oh my god, there's the portal, thank god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't know. I feel like to some degree, all of these games kind of want to give the player that experience to some, you know, they want they want that like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I made it sort of situation like that because that's definitely classic Dark Souls boss, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, holy shit, I only need to hit this guy like two or three more times, but I cannot make any mistakes. And it seems so much harder in that moment. And you're like, 
am I made of diamonds or am I going to crumble? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? We're going to fucking find out right here. Um, and I mean, I, I think that's something you actually get in a lot of places in this game. Like, wherever you fall to that last health point, you can kind of enter that state. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in some cases you you would be like, well, this is thrown. I'll just jump into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also be like, let's ride this last like this last kick and see how far we can get and that can be really fun and wild yeah and and that's kind of i definitely said don't worry just be perfect a lot of times yeah (laughs) yeah don't worry just be perfect (laughs) well but it's beautiful because that's what the health pool does for this game because celeste says don't worry just be perfect all the time like it redlines your don't worry just be perfect part of your body and then i would i would say that celeste is more like worry be perfect (laughs) <laughs> be perfect and stress <laughs> yeah whereas like this is like like especially the second half of this game when you got a bunch of health and you've got like a defense upgrade or some shit you're just like whatever man like it's mostly fine okay okay don't fuck up that oh god three spikes in a row what do you recover okay okay don't worry be perfect you know what i mean like it kind of like it, it gives you a little buffer but eventually you get there and i definitely think like there was a lot of unclean traversing that i did where i was just smashing my face through people and just jumping and like, whatever, didn't hit that guy, but it's, don't worry, I got some health here and it's fine, it's fine. And then eventually, and it's by the way, it's the same with with Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight has the don't worry, just be perfect, like, like tension. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And so. Um, there was also a lot of health is a resource moments in this game mm-hmm. where I was just like, oh, there's a bunch of spikes. Oh, I hit the spikes, rats. Oh, I have plenty of health to just run across all these spikes and just get the thing. Yeah, like, oh, this is going to be such an insanely hard room. Never mind, I took damage. Okay, I skipped it. <laughs> Although, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then there are some where it's like, but do you actually have enough health? Like that really right, long that is room true. With, lined with spikes and uh, spinning blades in the Forlorn Temple, where it's like, oh, you yeah. might be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I can probably just cheese this taking a few hits and then you're like oh wait this room is probably twice as long as i thought it was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely got caught on that a couple times i definitely found myself like utilizing the health that kind of cheese strat though with the health in boss fights where i would be like i just need to get through the first like two phases of this boss perfect and then this third boss phase where they're gonna definitely like throw yeah. some shit at you that's what i'm gonna take like i know with the uh the butterfly bat uh Mm -hmm. the butterfly bat Mm -hmm. boss like there's a essentially three phases to it um when you fight it and the last phase is one where you have to jump between these two platforms but also the boss sends out this sonic scream that will switch the direction of your control so if you're trying to go right your player character will go left vice versa and when you add a big gap uh, between these two islands you're supposed to hop over it kind of means death so what i ended up doing was just kind of perfect running the first two phases so then when i was on the little islands i would just tank tank the uh the sonic screams and just like wait for the moment when you could get the damage phase executed on it just because i was just like oh i can tank this yeah i can tank this I can take this? Yeah. Yes, I can. Okay, I we can that. go. <laughs> I love that strat. I definitely Luckily, the that. Sonic screens yeah, don't do any damage. Yeah. And right. so the only damage attack that they did was the, the like, sending out, like, bees or whatever. Yeah, the bats. But those and bats like, are going to push you. It only you. deals one damage. But they'll push you. Do they push you? I think. 
Do they not? Yeah, I think huh. I think usually you die in that fight from falling off. So the you platform. might have to like air recover backwards if you tank the confusion. But like, okay, if that's the task, that's the task. Um, I will say though, I, I don't know. I thought I thought okay. that that I I think when I figured out that like it actually doesn't deal that much damage to you, the boss doesn't, and right. like the biggest fear is falling off. I just like stood still whenever I was um confused yeah and um jumped up straight because if you jump if you only jump up then you have no fear of falling off uh right. from pushing the wrong direction yeah and that worked really well one thing i will say for this and is just that did you guys know that the platforms are always there and so i just skipped the whole phases all of them by memorizing where the platforms were and i if for the last one, I jumped onto that last platform and on top of this thing before it even started the phase. And I the one that like <laughs> where the powder lands on, you mean yes. like the little invisible yes. platforms? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those are always there. And so I memorized where they were, all of them. And you can get on top of the thing and do like an infinite attack where you just cloud jump off of it, up and up and up and up above it where it can't hit you. And I did that for all the phases. And you can just do that. And it's just done. And so it's like it separates these two small platforms. And I'm like Where's this platform? I think it's here. And Raphael's like, no, don't go for it. And I'm like, I'm going for it. And I just like jump. <laughs> and I like land on this platform. And I'm like, that's it. I literally can skip this whole phase. Holy fuck. And I just jump back over there and just cloud jump on top of it. It was fucking insane. So like then you're sitting there and you're like, that was not the hardest boss ever, but that was like a fun puzzle to solve, like in a platforming world. Right? Like whether you tanked the the confusion, like that's a solution. Whether you jump to the platform, that's a solution. Like, like all of this is it was really more about like learning and like getting through a sequence than it was about like brutal difficulty. And I appreciate that, that, that aspect of, of the second half of this game. I feel like, especially like that sort of fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did any of you guys get kind well, I, I, I'm curious, like if any of you guys got worried in the second half of the game with the boss fights only because there's so few and far between in the second half. Cause a lot of it is just mm -hmm. the Metroidvania part. To the point where it's like a boss would come and I would be like, oh, God, I haven't practiced in a boss in like 12 hours. <laughs> Am I ready for this? <laughs> like, I know I know for like that's kind of how I felt, especially since like you really only. Yeah, you only encounter three bosses the second act as compared to what five or so in the first act that are in relatively quick succession. I did worry but i only worry because again and this is i would say pointing at the entire genre of platformers get your shit together platformers but those motherfuckers are sometimes just crazy hard out of nowhere like you were having fun and it's time to not have fun anymore but of course we've talked <laughs> about this i'm joking right because some people do really enjoy that challenge and if you like the gameplay and the game style then dying a bunch of times is not necessarily bad just manage it's just just manage your frustrations and uh, you'll be good to go. But it's like I was constantly nervous that around this next corner was going to be some brutal ass shit that was just going to fucking cripple me and just like destroy me over and over and over again. And it didn't really. And I'm like just really thankful for that. So I don't know if that's the word you're talking about, but that's what I was worried about for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it for me was just like. Oh, God, like this is I, I think it was like what we were kind of talking about in terms of like a level of difficulty where it was just like, oh, God, 
this is like the next boss, but this boss is clearly going to be either the final boss or second to the final boss. And like, if game logic says anything, this guy's going to be really hard. But also, I haven't fought a boss in, you know, eight hours. So am I truly ready for this? Question mark. Like, that's kind of how I felt before the Demon King. Mm -hmm. But I found the Demon mm -hmm. King to be pretty solvable. Yeah, it was a gimmick um, fight almost. I mean, that's like not to denigrate it, but you know what I mean? It wasn't about mm -hmm. perfect execution. It was about like solving the puzzle of like, how do I fucking ride these cannons? What are the fuck rockets? I don't know. I like to play it by cloud jumping his fire pulse. Sick. And attacking him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which I instead of riding the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you also ride the cannons, but you can get some extra damage in between. Mm -hmm. oh. At extreme that additional was... cost. <laughs> with barely any benefit <laughs> <laughs> the benefit was fun yeah understood <laughs> unreasonable um, this is video but i mean i guess i don't really worry about these scenarios in games so much um because i don't know like at least when it's set up in this way where like you have a save point right before and if you mess up it's like okay you just start the boss fight over like none of these fights were like gruelingly long mm -hmm. um yeah. And I guess, like, over the course of playing games, and particularly hard games, um, I've built up a lot of, uh, like, tolerance or determination to get through these sorts of challenges. Like, I understand, like, I will learn this eventually, and then I'll get through, and the process of learning it and, it and fills you refining with determination. technique. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, why am I feeling about this? Is that, that's... Yeah, so I was going to say, like, actually, Undertale, <laughs> Undertale was, yeah. was really cool about this uh, in directly referencing the determination you know what i will um, say just behind the curtain you guys this is one of those things that i actually too like really love these like really intense like grueling learn sessions i mean i think that is actually what multiplayer games really are is just a never-ending grueling learning session uh i think if you approach them correctly quote unquote and i'm not saying that i always do it that way but i think that's a good way um except what i mean by behind the curtain is man when we've got an hour count for the weekly podcast, I do get nervous. I do. It changes hmm. my perspective because if it was just me and I could put it down and chill and like come back like even a week later or whatever when I'm energized, like then it'd be one thing. But I'm like, man, if this game is really fucking hard and it's supposed to be, you know, like and I got like six more hours left, like that shit definitely does like fuck with my mindset a little bit. And I try my best to let it uh, to contain it for what it is because it's not a natural experience of the game, I wouldn't say. Uh, and therefore, to me, it's not super fair to add it into the mix, but it's definitely a force. I don't know. Do you guys feel that shit in terms of like the added uh, like schedule stuff? Because for me, any hard game, I get a little nervous because I'm like, this could be the hard that I love when I'm not on a schedule. Yes, that definitely affects my playing of games sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but usually it actually affects games where um progress is slow where movement is slow and um like it's a more atmospheric type of game where you have to, you're forced to like look at stuff while you're walking along um in those situations i get really frustrated because i'm like come on i need to finish this like yeah it's pretty let's move on <laughs> Um, fuck these fish yeah. <laughs> so beautiful stop yeah and um, in this kind of game I get less 
frustrated with that stuff um, or, or less worried about that. I don't know. It, it affects me less um, when it's like something that I'm slamming my head against. I don't know. Maybe it's because I forget about the fact that I need to like finish it on time and I just get frustrated with like the boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I often wonder like, Listener at home, in case you don't know, like McCoy and I did a Dark Souls uh, series. It's on our YouTube channel nice that plug. we did last year. Um, but that was a, the Dark Souls series was something that we did on our own time and therefore was not on a particular schedule. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a come as you are once or twice a week. We're going to come together. Zoe's going to play through two or three hours of Dark Souls per session. And whether it takes 10 sessions or or 90 sessions it doesn't matter like zoe's gonna get through dark souls and like i think that really put a lot of the pressure off of me to complete a game like dark souls and so like i do wonder like what would have happened if we like had assigned dark souls for the podcast or something like sure restricted ourselves to okay by week one we all have to ring the first bell yeah. or something yeah and i wonder how frustrated i would have gotten in some of these bosses where i was able to do them for 12 plus attempts and not get nearly as much like much, not nearly as frustrated as maybe i i would have been um and that's kind of like i i think that was kind of maybe a little bit of a crux with this game like like I say, with, with the chase sequence, it was just one of those things where it's just like, after the 15th death or so, I was like, well, eventually I'm going to need to either complete this or drop this because I need to get this done by Wednesday. Now, I mm-hmm. hope this isn't going to be like a, you know, a multiple hour endeavor, which it didn't end up being. Uh, but there's always that kind of worry in the back of your head of just like, ah, there, there is that, you know, there, there is that due date uh looming over you um but i've just kind of solved it by just knowing by the type of game that like listen when it comes to platformers zoe you're just gonna need to put in hella hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe more than anybody else so like every single day just set aside two hours just to get through it or something or just to get through a little bit more of it because you never know when you're going to come around the corner and have a six-hour boss fight ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. just, it's one of those things where I I feel like all of us maybe have our own like genres or whatever that we've, for whatever reason, in experiences in our life like we've gotten past the the initial hump and we can appreciate them for what they are whether that's you know platformers or action games or multiplayer games for example jesus christ like dude some of the multiplayer games out there like the hump is insane to me like the fact that people even ever play any counter-strike or counter-strike like game to me is hilarious because i'm like i understand it's amazing i know it's amazing trust me in my core but like the fact that anyone else plays it at all I'm like, but you're going to feel horrible about yourself for like 100 hours straight. Are you cool with that? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but all right, sick. Um, but like, you know. Somehow you conned me into that. I definitely did. <laughs> I, de- I conned everyone into it apparently. Although some people I even was like, are you it's sure? True. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> fair if you want this for yourself. But like, it's just interesting because 
I think we can all recognize that like, we've, I mean, at least, I don't know if we can all do it. I feel like many, many, many of us can have this experience and maybe many of us out there as well can have this experience where it's like, you know, something's amazing and you give it to someone to have them try it. And they're like, uh, I don't know, this isn't that good. Or like, oh, this is frustrating. And they put it down and you're like sitting there like, oh, like, no, 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 you just need to, like, kind of get in the zone with it and, like, be okay with failing or you need to, you know, and, like, you're just, like, sitting there and you're like, wait, 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 they, like, and you get kind of nervous about it and it's, like, we, we all have this, like, great desire to give someone that grit and determination that it takes to get through the very specific niche shit that you love um, to get to the enjoyment part and it's just, like, I, I found the more I get older is like the more I realize like that's actually just not a given that people can do that. And you really have to set up the scenario as perfect as humanly possible to give them that. And that's why like realistically, like if I'm honest with what my soul tells me, like I don't think like like if we go back. So like I don't think Dark Souls for the podcast, you would have enjoyed it. I think you might have hated it. I think that's oh, a really I don't high think chance. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think we actually did encounter this with like the Outer Wilds, hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that was another yeah. game that with I was me. thinking mm -hmm. of. Okay. Um, mainly just that I had to play that game by myself, and right, like, w and we we talked about this with Outer Wilds, but like, I feel like I would have enjoyed the game with somebody else, but just given the time constraints of getting it done before the podcast and the fact that Brandon wasn't going to be home mm -hmm. at all at any point during that, it's just like I had to just grit and bear that I would play it alone mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know that I've encountered this yet on a game that we've played. Um, but maybe that's because I've been one of the proponents of the hard games, and so they're games that I've probably played or probably in in my comfort zone mm -hmm. i i would um, say if there's a skill or yeah like if there's a stat for willingness to dump reps and or hours into a thing specifically like at one time even like maybe that's a separate stat but it could be a nicely i, I guess also yeah like i'm usually okay with putting in a ton of time and i'm often playing one or two other games at the same time as the podcast game just on my own time yes. so yes if the podcast game eats into that time it's not really a i don't know i i just haven't encountered it as a, a wall or something that hurt the enjoyment of the game yet for me yeah and maybe there will be in some genre maybe i'll force you in some genre that i fucking love that you fucking hate <laughs> or yep. something mm -hmm. um and in fact that could be something like you still haven't played a cat lady game yeah. Oh, yeah maybe you'll hate those <laughs> i mean i was gonna say magic the gathering even like is something that like yeah i kind of uh sidestepped the yeah. the card games well that's the that's the host yeah. uh guest life right is the sidestep mm -hmm. um <laughs> but rafa i gotta tell you this is so funny because that's why and i won't get into this actual story because like you know let's spare a personal lives or whatever but there have been occasional moments in rafael's life where someone would question whether or not he's a true gamer and that is the funniest thing ever to me <laughs> because you have no idea we have literally for years run a gaming podcast we are all fucking avid hardcore gamers and this dude puts me to shame <laughs> like you have no idea like i'm sitting there like okay i've got to i've got to stop gaming now like it's been six hours like i've got to stop and he's just like what, what like cracking some fingers you know what i mean just like we're just warming up we just got started yeah, we just got started what, like you don't want to go anymore and i was like holy shit like i i don't get 
beat in that area often. Like I, my <laughs> my willingness to play a game literally all day is like, it's like there. I so I literally some days feel like everything else is an entire waste. Like I'm like working and like doing all this like chores and all this. And I'm like all this is a waste because I should be playing Ninja Gaiden all day. That's what's real. But even I fucking. Uh, Wayne in comparison. So yes, okay. So perhaps you haven't experienced this yet, but it also might be from some innate or learned uh, stats that you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I can definitely recognize it. Like I could see myself hitting that if, I mean, if I felt like I couldn't finish a game. Okay. I will assign mm -hmm. to you next Abzu, the oh, sequel no. that's eight hours, right? And then you'll have to sit there and be like, "Fuck, I'm tired after one." Like, I don't well, know. Should, well, no. should we have should we have Raph play like Life is Strange or something alone? Yeah. Like, yeah, alone. <laughs> yep. Have him play all, Life is Strange all alone. Five episodes in a week. Yep. Yep. There we go. Yep. Wait, why are and we trying we'll to torture Raphael? <laughs> he hasn't felt the pain that we felt. Okay. Uh, anyways, and on that note. <laughs> I think I think we should celebrate that instead of try and cause it. No, this is one of those um, things that it just it spreads, right? Like I <laughs> suffered this way, you should suffer this way, both both ways right, uphill, yeah. something this, like that. This you know? smells bad. Here, it smells this. Smell oh this. god, I fucking hate those people. I fucking it's like <laughs> they're like this is gonna make you feel bad. Like, do you want to feel this? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. Recover. I think we might be there, you guys. Well, so I was going to just touch on one more thing, maybe, before uh, before the end. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Just because uh, the final level of the messenger, going back to the messenger, because this is, after all, a podcast on the messenger. Is um, it? Mm -hmm. the, uh, the final level with the phantom, uh, I just wanted to, I don't know, briefly touch on it. Just because, like, the, the final level felt a little disjointed to me almost because suddenly at the very end of this game you defeat the demon king which is what you think this whole game is on and then suddenly it just dumps a shitload of exposition on you about this phantom and muse and you're like whoa what <laughs> like i don't know like to me I, I i liked it like i i i thought the the whole that whole story bit was good but i almost kind of wish there was more to that plot throughout the game question mark i, I, like, I think I'm trying it was to a joke think. right is it like the whole plot was a joke there there is definitely there are definitely jokes in it um so like there's the joke that the shopkeeper just was refusing to tell you about this because he was still mad at you for saying his shop didn't look like a shop true <laughs> yeah but they, also like like he's definitely the Phantom of the Opera. Yep. Um, True. <laughs> mm -hmm. da, da, and, da, da, da. Um, you're okay. kind of playing inside of an organ, like the whole yeah music box organ thing. But it's not entirely I, a joke. Uh, there's actually a lot it. of stuff in this game that's a reference to the next game they are making. Um, oh. oh, interesting. Which is uh, Sea of Stars, I believe. Sea of and... Thieves. <laughs> yep play that one so this that that game is like a well not exactly a prequel but it's set in the past when the connection to the stars had not yet been severed and so like the sunken temple is a reference to this as well wait this is another game where the stars are going out mm -hmm. <laughs> apparently oh my god we'll need to play it <laughs> gotta add it to the game of the year category there were so Either many that or before games. the stars went out yeah okay 
there were so many fucking games during this E3 that just went by where I was like watching the trailer and it's like artsy and I'm just like, and there's another one for the podcast. Like, you know, like it's like black screen, like turn on a light, like, you know, floodlight, like person walks across. It's in black and white. It's kind of cell shaded. And I'm like, write it down. Okay. Like probably going to feel things might be sad. Anyways. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think mean, this, my reading of it as a yeah. joke was that. Like, not that the story is a joke, although I think it is, like, extremely melodramatic. Yeah. Um, I, I, that the fact that they dump it all on you after you beat the final boss is, like, and here's the reason you were doing all this. I think that was the joke. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a joke. And then at some point they were, like, you know, it'd be hilarious if we, like, took this shit super serious. <laughs> You're, like, fuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's kind of my reading. Yeah, I guess that went over my head a bit because to me, I was just like, whoa, this is a bunch of exposition. What? Why? <laughs> like, I, I like the yeah. level. I thought the organ level was really cool, especially since everything was timed to the music in a way. And like, I don't know, I got into a groove. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I was just like, am I supposed to empathize with this? phantom i've only known him for 15 minutes i'm not a disney princess i can't just marry this guy what <laughs> wow shout out to disney princess. also he's like the local lord he's like he kind of looks like uh like dracula type guy yeah yeah i mean it's just like this game just keeps doing the like and one more like over and over again and then even to like you know ultimately ended like the yeah yeah we shouldn't have gone further this last end it kind of sucks like it's just it's just kind of like they want it to be a roller coaster at the end and they wanted it to be like all right fuck it no we're just gonna give you like a little bit more for you to just go on for like one last level and you're just like okay i guess i guess i just i just fucking will now um i remember sitting there watching this cutscene and being like because like quick because like you know when i was running through the game the first half the first time it was like you die and there's just like this pace of it and then like Corbels says something and you're like read that and it like hits hard and you feel bad but then like the second half I'm like mashing get me through this shit let me play again sort of like mode and then like this exposition hits and I was like <sighs> someone who's paying attention is gonna have to like recap this for me <laughs> I'm like yeah okay okay Nice. And then I'm like, what happens if I press A here? No, don't press it. Don't press it. Steady. Put the controller down. Like, don't don't <laughs> skip this. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I had to tell tell McCoy not to skip. Mm-hmm. Don't skip. <laughs> Bad. I was like, just let it play. Just let it play. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ended. Just All like, the unicorns died. Yeah, exactly. There's a reference. I was thinking about Oh, that. that's right. That's right. That is a reference to another thing, shameless plug, that's on YouTube, which is that Life is Strange before the Storm playthrough, which I'm pretty sure. Which is pretty amazeballs, actually. Oh, I don't think they don't say amazeballs, though. I don't think they do. <laughs> I saw you comment that, James, and I was just like, I want to downvote this, but it's on yeah. my own channel. This doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Why would I do this? <laughs> like, fuck me. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's fucking let's review this thing. I think we're here. We've we've had two weeks on this. I think we've done good. And the moral of the story is that this is a a sort of like a soul thing for Raphael, right? His his spirit animal came out through this game. So 
don't be too harsh, right? Be nice, be kind, be pressured later during game of the year. Re- revise this review later with your real opinions. If, if you give be. this thumbs down, worst thumbs. game ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's let's real quick talk about the uh, the soundtrack. Okay. Did you guys like it? It's all right. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like okay. So I've listened to the soundtrack of this like before. Uh, like without it and it is all right it is not my style but with it I think it is nice and it propels you and it kind of vibes and then I think there are certain tracks that I think you at least I became more familiar with and enjoyed more like I feel like now after the fact of listening to it I'd be like oh yeah like I like this one um anybody else feel similar to that I would I would agree with you like there there's something about being in the environment in which the music is playing that kind of accentuates the effect of it. I, I think I feel this the most. Like my favorite track is that when you are in the underworld. Um it's like this really like high tempo, like I don't know, it's just this very high tempo eight bit tune that it feels sort of really evokes, great. Like, Dance of the Dead, I think. Yeah. But I think Right, exactly. And like but I think what makes it all the like what makes it so effective for me is when you're going throughout the level rooms the enemies are in step with the music so like the little guys that toss rocks over their heads the little rock dudes it's like they're head banging to the music in a way like where it's just like yeah they're rocking out i'm rocking out yeah i'm yeah. getting in the groove i never noticed that and they like, are rocking out yeah they, they are rocking out i'll I'll see if I can find some footage because they're definitely rocking out to that music. But um, but I feel like that helps me like, I, I don't know, that helps me get into the music a lot. And I have listened to the soundtrack like while I'm working and whatnot, and it's good. But I just feel like I definitely get more into it when I'm being a ninja uh, and like actually executing mm. the moves of being a ninja as well. Yeah, you're like sitting there and you're like, how do I do a backflip off this spreadsheet? Like, it's <laughs> unclear to me. There's a bunch of what look like walls, you know, if you really think about it. You know that. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm stuck in a cell most of the time. Exactly. Yeah, how do I get out of this cell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to break free, bro. Um, yeah, I, I, chip tunes don't really do it for me mm-hmm. most of the time. Some of them, one of the songs in this got in my head for like three days. So, I actually oddly enough got Loop Hero music stuck in my head after playing this game. Maybe because it's just another chip tune game. Mm-hmm. But Loop Hero is never supposed to leave your head. Be careful. It's <laughs> living rent free in your mind. Trust me now. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know. I I've always liked chip tune. Um, I guess it had to do with like growing up with a Game Boy and stuff and playing a lot of uh, games on that and um, mm. liking electronic music in general. Uh, and so it's kind of like a subgenre of electronic music and one that I encountered and enjoyed and listened to outside of the context of games as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I, I love the soundtrack to this. It's It's really great. And I think there was a period where I was listening to it for like, multiple months on end mm-hmm. dude and it was great sorry for the wow. tangent on this but the way you just said game boy i haven't thought about game boy as a concept really for a long time and i think they should come out with game man 
now for their grown audience. <laughs> it's called <laughs> the Switch. <laughs> I know, but like, call it Game Man. Have some fucking balls. Do it. Trust call me. Call it Game Man. Game Man. <laughs> Wait, man. Oh, okay. Game Man. Like Game Boy. What did you say? Oh no. Do I have to censor our own podcast? No, I said is... call it Gay Man. Oh God. <laughs> is that what? So yes. Oh God! You know, sometimes I have problems pronouncing things correctly, so it's it's possible we'll have to listen to the vods uh, to see on that one. Um, please don't write in if you know the answer. I think we can let that one go. Okay. Uh, for the third time, I will attempt to wrap this podcast. Anything else that somebody else wants to throw in here, this would be a good time for it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, James, let's get you first, man. You're gonna. We're gonna bookend this with our two platforming experts because I would put James on that on that category pedestal something. Uh, James, what do you think of this designation? Game? Does it lose an entire thumb because the jump button is not on the left trigger, or the glide button? Is Honestly, on the yeah. I'm I'm very close to losing it an entire thumb because of that. I uh, I got very frustrated a lot. Um because of the jumping mechanics of this game. Um, I kind of want to give it like, like one and a half to two thumbs. Um, I think that I'll just give it two thumbs. I got through it. <laughs> I did all the things. Um, and I really loved the writing of this game. I think that this game um, like hits its tone perfectly and not a lot of games with this kind of like wall breaking genre aware humor are able to do that. I think that this game does it impeccably. Um, and that's very impressive. Um, and also I think that the platforming is, is fun for the most part. Um, so yeah, two thumbs up. Nice. Um, all right. I will then, I guess, with my mind, make the baton go from James to Zoe. And it's going now. <laughs> Shit. Did you Dropped catch it? it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You can use your health as a resource here. Yeah, it, it, it bounces <laughs> exactly. off you. Okay, you get to reset your jump now. Like I'm bouncing on the spikes. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah this this game brought back a lot of nostalgic feelings for me, and it's not like nostalgic in the sense of like the eight bit style and the soundtrack and whatnot it's more just nostalgic in the feelings of finding a difficult game and finding the means to overcome it mm -hmm. um i haven't really felt that with the game since dark souls last year um where you just really find a game with a certain difficulty that you can yourself puzzle out and overcome um and yeah it's it's really rewarding when you do find yourself uh, I guess, you know, overcoming that. But at the same time, like, there's there's also just a lot of struggle that came with it. Um, however, like, I think this game ended up being 
a lot more than I anticipated. And like, I want, I want to say like, if you're ever unsure if you're going to like this game, like just play it. But like, really, like it, it is, it is a, in my mind, a difficult platformer. And it's going to take some time to really get into a groove and a vibe to get through it. But once you do get the feeling of it and you're able to kind of piece together puzzles and even find tricks of your own uh, to get past certain areas, like the game feels really good. And in ways you kind of just feel like you, you've beaten the game with how good it was. Like, like I said, like this is where I flex on y'all. I beat the Phantom Boss in two tries. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. uh, especially just since it's given it's like a final boss. Um, but like I think that's just a culmination with all of the game knowledge that I obtained throughout my entire like 20 hours of playing. Like I'd spent a lot of time on this game. Maybe more so than a typical person would, uh, would have the patience for. Um I think overall, I'm going to give this game, though, two thumbs up. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, would I recommend it to ev like to anyone? No, I, I, I wouldn't even recommend it to... Uh, I Like, the thing is, is like I, I wouldn't recommend it to people who are like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about dabbling in platformers. Like, this would not be the game I would necessarily go to. I'd probably steer them more towards Ori. Um, but, like... If you have completed, like, gateway hard platforming games and kind of want to start navigating your way through more, like, to, towards, like, harder platformers, then I would recommend The Messenger. Um, and then I'll also just plus one on James's comments about the story and the writing. Like, all of that stuff, like, to, to label it as flavor text kind of seems like mm -hmm. it's downplay like it, it seems like it's short selling it. it it does make up make up for a lot of the i don't know brilliance of this game and i i really did enjoy interacting with the world um and yeah the the little character sprites like as low expression as they are like just the one one shot of the ninja character with his side eye like <laughs> it's already so expressive <laughs> it's so great with all of the dialogue um yeah just plus, the side eye dot 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 yeah yeah the side eye dot 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 <laughs> like that's almost like how i want to like respond with all my work emails these days when a client asks me something i just want to give them the side <laughs> side-eyed ninja emoji <laughs> just mm -hmm. no um and, uh, yeah, I mean, and also this was just a, I just want to also just like shout out, like this was a really small team that made this and it it's clearly made with a lot of love and a lot of heart. And I just think that's beautiful coming from an indie studio. And I'm excited to see what they come up with next with the, this next game that they're apparently coming out with. Uh, I was about to say it's Starless Sky, but. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this next game, game they're coming out with. Gears of War Star 6. Citizen? Yeah. <laughs> sea of Stars. Yeah, sea of Stars. Okay. Sea of Stars. Sure. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. I do love the premise. I just, I was just thinking about it in my mind. Like, if someone came up to us and said, hey, like, I've been interested in dabbling in platformers. And then I was like, 
I don't think I have ever heard anyone ever say that. The only time I've ever <laughs> seen platformers like grow on someone is when they are brute force shoved down someone's throat <laughs> and eventually they learn to stomach it question mark um and and maybe love it um and fair play but i just and that may not be everyone's experience but i'm actually thinking about my life and i cannot think of a single person that has ever come to me and said that um and that's just making me laugh so fair play um okay so as is customary Raphael will end so i will have to go first um and so Let's see. All right. I think I also come down on two thumbs up for this game because I think, and I think that's like a rare rating for a platformer for me. Cause again, like, look, it, you know, I don't think, <sighs> yeah, I, I've heard it described as an acquired taste or something like that, which I think is very reasonable. And I think I am slowly acquiring the taste or the ability to taste it, but it's just, it's never going to be my favorite genre because of i think it really if you want to go psychologically about it man i think it's all the way down to when i was a kid when i was a kid i saw badass 3d games and they spoke to me and i think that's just where i am um and i i love that shit and so to me the platformer is cool like it's interesting it has so much more value than i initially thought but like for instance if someone was like hey man you should really play mario i would be like i don't think i want to like, I'm good. Um, what about 3D Mario? I actually also played 3D Mario, and I actually feel the same way. I don't think I want to. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just me. And so I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like the 3D one for the, well, the fucking galaxy or the fucking universe or some shit for the um, Switch. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the new one for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, everyone's like, God, this is so good. It's like this and Breath of the Wild, like on, right there. And I was like, well, I bought both of them, and one of them I actually enjoy, and the other one I put down immediately and hope to never pick it up again. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> please don't write in. But yeah, so like, it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of amazing but you that... you can put your hat on a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. And you know what else you can do? You can shut the game off and then play Breath of the Wild and then put your Switch away like <laughs> everyone else does and never pick that thing up again. Do you understand me? That's a real gamer. Gabe's Switch is currently in my fucking house for some reason it's been here for like six months because he's a real gamer he played the games he wanted on nintendo and got the fuck out it's the same reason why my ps4 is sitting in fucking keenan's basement because i'm a real gamer and i play the games i need to play on that thing and then i let it sit because i have a pc um anyways <laughs> is that not the real gamer experience in the modern day i feel like is it this is the part where we invite hate me <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> right in at tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com yeah exactly uh <laughs> now that i've attacked everyone um i just feel like going back to my review and saying basically more of the story is i enjoyed this game i found it to be a nice level of difficulty i progressed through it i think it has a lot of cool stuff that i would never recommend to someone if you weren't into platformers but if you are into platformers you get to enjoy this unique flavor that this game's having fun and it you as a result will probably have fun too um and i think it is a game that slants towards fun and i like those sorts of games uh as well especially for me personally when i'm like going outside of my comfort zone i like to i like to slant towards the fun games um and so i'll give it two thumbs up because i think i i did enjoy it and i did 
like it and i think it was also nice and just in terms of my place in terms of skill in the genre or whatever and i feel like i it was appropriate for me you know from a scaffolding perspective and that was nice also Raphael's here and i can't break his heart um and so <laughs> also i was peer pressured. exactly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but like cool like you know what i'm saying like cool uh i would just say like to other people like it's it's like if you thought Ori was like maybe I could play this but I don't like platformers like you're not playing this thing if you don't like platformers and you're probably not playing Ori either um but this one especially and and more so other ones um that being said totally watch a fucking speed run this shit is nuts with the speed run um so yeah enjoy that okay cool I will pass the baton here to Raphael to give us the true answer to this game's <laughs> review and, and if it's good or not. Yes, the you're real all wrong. Answer. Yeah, exactly. And I am right and that is how it's going to be. No. Um, so obviously, like, I have particular background experience. Like, I, this is a genre that speaks to me. I really enjoy platformers in general. Um, I guess I grew up with them. Uh, I think some of the first games I played, I mean, Load Runner, kind of a platformer, Whoa. not really. I haven't thought of uh, Load But Runner. that was like... <laughs> in a minute that was like i was i couldn't read yet and i was playing this game yeah um yeah. <laughs> uh mario was definitely like the original game boy mario was something i played pretty early on too um and okay i guess my rating on this is probably not much of a secret i mean obviously i was trying to get us to play it for like a year um mm-hmm. so i really like the messenger mm. uh it's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I would say in terms of platformers, the only one, only other platformer that I've enjoyed on this level is Hollow Knight. Oh. And Hollow Knight is like undis- indisputably a masterpiece. Yeah, agreed. Like, that is a good fucking game. Yeah. Um, the Messenger to me is a really good fucking game too. Nice. Um, I think it just has this like aspect to it that makes it like you just keep having fun with it. Um. The difficulty is set in a right place for me anyway, um, where just a lot of the time I'm just sort of, I don't know, doing ninja stuff and enjoying the process of flying around the screen and fighting the enemies. And the writing of the game like ties in really nicely with that, where it's got like this comedic timing. Like you have this, what otherwise might be an interrupt in the flow of the game where you've gone to like the portal in a checkpoint and you go and talk to the shopkeeper and you're like, tell me a story. And then like the story is really good and funny. And I laughed and I don't think like I've had, I've laughed so much in, I don't know, like in any game before, mm-hmm. I feel like I laughed a lot uh, playing this myself. I laughed a lot again, like watching you guys play it and seeing the jokes, like they still landed um and then on top of that like the music right up my alley i really like the music it ties in well with the game i also really enjoy listening to it on its own um and they did really cool stuff with it with the 16 18 bit 8 bit transition uh so yeah this is a gold star for me Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. that's awesome i really want one day someone to be spending an entire year to get us to play a game that they're just like see isn't that so disappointing like, like <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen someday and if it happens 
will tell you about it. Oh my god, every I mean, time. Wasn't that like all of like Life is Strange? Yeah. Wasn't that all like yeah. a see? Wasn't that dis actually disappointing? Yeah, that's fair. Can you believe that this one best story at the Game Awards? No fucking way. Oh my god. <laughs> that's like And what did it beat out? It beat out like actually good games. Like Firewatch or something. I mean I don't know if we're just making up headcanon here. I don't yeah. have any idea, but all I can tell you is that No no no, it was something like that's that. That's such a crime. That's such a crime. I need that. I need that panel to like answer. They need to like give us a follow up like years after. Just replay the other games, replay this game, and just just let us know if you agree still, and be honest with yourself. That's all I want. You know, just be honest with yourself. Um, which it turns out is a very hard thing to do, people. Um, but we try. <laughs> we all try. Well, cool. Um. I also wanted to say that I'm I'm really happy that all of you actually got to enjoy the game and that it wasn't like the the fact that it was platformy or too difficult like got in the way of enjoying it. So that was really cool. I I wasn't expecting gold stars from you. I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. two thumbs up from you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really happy that you did get to enjoy it and see its magic. I think that's a journey. Well, to be honest, like before even starting this game, just off of like just. I, I think, like, also to the listener at home, this is just all about game perception. But, like, looking at this game, I was like, ah, this will be my cat lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where I'm just like, this will be the game that I will suffer through for a week. I'll maybe give it a thumb up at most at the end if it really hits that. Uh, but no, I think that's just a testament to just how, how good this game is that I could that I could do more than that. Exactly. If I can give it two mm -hmm. thumbs, anybody can give it two thumbs. Except that they, except that <laughs> like realistically, like it's also a testament to like your game's skill progression. Like it really is like mm -hmm. probably, uh, dude, if you, if you guys want me to, I will find some motherfuckers that will not give this game two thumbs up because they don't play platforms at all or hard games. Uh, don't worry. They exist. Trust me. They're all around you. Uh, <laughs> they're everywhere. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's just a testament to, it turns out that in so many different ways, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this in your own lives, but you're probably much more competent at talking about video games or potentially even other genres or other things or being critical at stuff or just organizing your thoughts and feelings and your responses to things. Cause we've spent so much time doing that over the past couple of years, but also our game skill has grown too. So it's also a testament to the overall average trajectory of this podcast, just getting to a place where it could enjoy a game like this. That is not something that I think is is a given or to be taken for granted that was a hard earned so fair play on that indeed indeed hmm? now imagine if we had learned a lucrative skill <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get out of here thank you everyone for joining us we've got some weird shit up next week don't worry about it it's gonna be crazy um and things so cool we will see you there sorry about the podcast being late but also like awesome that you care I guess like most people who download this won't care. They'll be like, dude, I don't care that it's late. And you know what? You're awesome too. Um, I've learned in my, in the second half of this podcast to stop fighting everyone and to in fact accept everyone. And that's the trajectory that we're on. Okay, cool. Let's please stop before I continue. All right. All right. Take care. All right. All right.